Hey, thanks for listening to the podcast today. I hope you enjoy it. But first, I want to ask you a question. Are you someone who has high upside potential in your business and yet sometimes that goal is just hard to get to and maybe the only way you've seen to get to it is just to make more calls, you know, work harder? Well, if you're fed up with using old strategies to solve new problems, then I might have a solution. It's my five-day million-dollar seller challenge. We meet one hour a day in a coaching intensive where I will teach you five moves that you can make to scale your results without working harder. To learn more, click the link in the show notes or go to milliondollarsellerchallenge.com. Hey, comrades, back at the Bill Caskey Podcast. I'm glad you're joining me today. Today, we're going to take a look at how your beliefs, what you believe about yourself, your life, your world, your customers, how those beliefs impact your brand and ultimately impact achievement. So it's going to be a little bit different, a little deeper show today. Well, we do some deep shows. I'm not too here to imply we're always on the surface, but today we're going to dive a little bit deeper, and I'm going to give you some examples from my business that I think might be able to help you. Are you ready? Then brace yourself. Let's go. It's time for the Bill Kasky Podcast, a weekly show carefully crafted to help you grow your skills and your results in business. Now, here's your host, Bill Kasky. Recently, I enrolled in a writing class. And if you've watched some of my videos on LinkedIn, by the way, if you're not linked to me on LinkedIn, I shoot a lot of videos and pretty much that's the only place I'm putting them now. I don't do them on a daily basis, but two or three times a week I do. And they're little short one to three minute uh, little vignettes, we might call them. And a couple months ago, if you'll see it in the stream, if you want to, there is a series on the skills of the future, what I believe are the skills of uh, sales achievement, business success, financial success. And one of them was the skill of writing. And it's the skill of taking an idea, taking it from the conceptual stage or the mindset stage and putting it out into the world in some way. It doesn't have to necessarily be literally writing, like writing an article. It could be creating video, creating audio, creating some kind of content that is consumed by a target audience that then makes a decision as to whether they want more of that content. I mean, who doesn't do that? I mean, that's just a fact of our life today with with the web and internet. If you're even on the internet at all, you're reading things that have been written, produced, outlined, scripted, whatever, by somebody, by some human being. And I know it's tempting when we're not writers to outsource that function. Yeah, I've tried that before, and it never it never works for me. It always comes back a little bit off. It's not quite what I would say. And yet when I sit down to write it, it doesn't sound any better when I go back and read it. So I'm not blaming it on the outsourced copywriter. Sometimes it's just hard to put your words on paper or in video. And so I took this course, uh, and it's called Power in Print. And it's a uh, it was a four-week course where the leader, the facilitator, actually gave you a lesson, had you take action on that lesson, which in most cases was write something. And then he would sit down with a microphone and a recorder and he would record his thoughts and, and send back to you a review. Didn't ta- It was an awesome experience. Didn't take him long. Took me some time, but it was good for me. He, I got immediate feedback, which I think we all need from our writing. And a lot of times when we are getting feedback from our writing, we're getting it from someone who's probably no better writer than we are. So I don't know how valuable that feedback is. But in this case, a gentleman's name is Jason. He's really a good writer. And so one of his assignments was to write down your beliefs, 
write down what you believe about your business, yourself, your value in the market, maybe observations that you've made that, that have snuck into your belief set. And while that may sound like an easy exercise, and that's what I want to talk to you about today, I think it's an interesting, valuable, and kind of difficult process and exercise. But I think what it gets down to is that your beliefs are your brand. You know, we talk about personal branding on this show. I've had some people on who talk about it. I'm probably going to have more people. I really think it's important that we define and execute a personal brand. And by personal brand, again, I'm not going to get off on a rabbit trail here. But uh, why do we say rabbit trails? It's like, well, rabbits just go down. They don't think they're going, they don't get home to the lair at night and say, hey, I went off on some rabbit trails today. No, that's, that's just their trail. I think it's important we understand that brand is not something that's artificially constructed by some advertising agency on Madison Avenue, which it is for a lot of companies' brands. For you and I, it's about really declaring who we are authentically. It's not about constructing artificially. It's about declaring authentically. Ooh, that's good. Title of a book. Note to self. So part of that declaring authentically is to understand what is the authentic me. And a lot of that has to do with what I what do I believe about things? What do I believe about my role? So I want to share with you five things that I've come up with that I believe about my practice and about my work. A, it might help you as you're looking for a coach or a trainer or maybe even just looking for some ideas to latch onto. So I think this will help from that standpoint, but it also will help as you see what I mean when I say write down your beliefs and maybe you can do the same thing and it can become part of your brand and it can become part of your higher achievement. So these are five things that I came up with for my writing coach and they're also things that I speak to when I'm in front of people now, now that I've gone through this exercise. Uh, I've just opened up my 2X uh, Mastermind Coaching Group, and these are some of the things that I go through on a call. So if someone's interested, they call me, they tell me a little bit about their situation, they fill out a form, and then at some point we get into, well, let me share with you why I do what I do and what I believe about that. Because if this if this is contrary to how you think, then this is not going to be a good program for you. You need to run quickly away from me. If you can buy into, yes, that's how, I'd, that's how I'd like to be, and that's how I'd like, that's who I'd like to be around on my growth path, then it might be. So here are the five. Number one, I believe that coaching should be done inside out. Uh, what I mean by that is all of our external problems in our markets, in our territories, in our income, in our business, and any challenges begin first on the inside we may not be able to tackle them that way. We may not see that, but that's the only way to make progress. Our ability to reach for more, which we all want more, 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 is often blocked by how we see ourselves and our potential. I talked about this the other day when, uh, in one of the LinkedIn videos that I mentioned earlier. We can only create what we can see in our mind. We can't create anything different. So when you see someone who has created a, a magnificent life, it's because they have created that at some point in their mind. It's not that they've just sat down one day and sketched it out and said, okay, that's it. It's over time it happens. One of my clients who is in the 2X program, he calls on very large companies, even at the highest level of large companies. He's taken his income from, I don't know, $150,000, $175,000 to over three fifty in the last two years, all because he has changed his mindset. He's changed the inside 
about what he is there to do. He's not there to sell anymore. He's there to have his clients audition for him about whether they want to be a client of his, not he's auditioning for them to be a vendor. And I I know you might say, well, that's just just a matter of semantics. No, that's a huge part of what we teach and also this inside-out coaching. So in my coaching, I'm always looking for what's on the inside that's causing what's on the outside. If you don't like that, if my client doesn't, doesn't buy into that, which I find most people do, but some don't, then this is not going to be a good fit because you're going to want to uh, pull me out to the external part of the problem, and that's not where the action is. So that's that's belief number one. So I hope that helps serve you a little bit in terms of where I'm going with this. Number two, I think we all need challenge in our life. The saying is, kites rise against the wind, not with the wind. When we are challenged, in this case by a coach, in this case by me, but it could be anybody, what, what happens is that it forces you to go into a deeper place to ask yourself and, and look at yourself deeper. So if I said to you, if you said to me, Bill, I, I, just, can't, I just can't do that. And I say, okay, that's fine. You just can't say that. Let's just say I can't say that to a prospect. I can never do that, say that. I say, okay, t- tell me a little bit more about that. Tell me why it is that you believe, what, what, what stops you. And then they tell me, well, if I said that, they would do this. There's always a condition. If, if I do this, then this will happen. And of course, the fact is we never know what's going to happen because I could do this thing in one way and that would happen. And if I do it in a slightly different way, the other thing would happen is the opposite. So this idea that we know what's going to happen before we do something is is ludicrous. It's just ludicrous. And so I will tell them that, maybe not in those exact words, and then they'll say, well, I just don't feel comfortable. That's always the default. I'm just not comfortable. Okay, well, now we're getting somewhere. Because this has nothing to do with your customer anymore. We just have transcended this customer is going to throw me out of their office if I say this to I'm not comfortable with it. Well, that's a very different thing to work on. So that's what coaching does. It forces you down into working on the real problem. 90% of the time, we're not working on the real problem. I'm not working on the real problem. This is not, I'm not sitting here on some kind of high stool, high chair. I'm sitting in a high chair right now. It's a little bit weird and creepy. I'm not sitting back here saying, I know how to do this stuff. It's always work. It's a work in progress for all of us. But if we don't have a coach to challenge us, then we never get a chance to go deeper. So that's one of my beliefs. Number three, I believe that success is a deliberate choice that we make that is supported or sabotaged every day by the choices we make. So we make a, we make a decision to, you know what, I'm going to lose, uh, lose 10 pounds in the next 30 days. I'm going to do it by going to the gym three days a week. I'm going to eat right. I've got a diet. I'm going to meditate. I'm going to do some stretching, some yoga, what, whatever it is. The fitness, the fitness barrage, as I call it. We're going to throw everything against the wall. All hands on deck. We're going to lose some weight. And then the first thing we do after we make that goal is we go celebrate by going down to Dairy Queen and getting some ice cream, which I did last night. And now we're off track. And so our success was colored by a deliberate choice we made that sabotages that success. So we can have the, all the awesome success plans and visions and dreams and all that. 
But every day we make choices that either supports or sabotages that. We're faced with hundreds of choices of action. Now, when there is a framework of success that you've created, deliberately created, and framework means the attitudes, the techniques, the behaviors, the actions, understanding what draw, uh, pulls us back and what pushes us forward. If we understand that, we will have more clarity about what needs to be done and more commitment to it. You know, I've talked on this podcast before about the uh, connection between clarity and confidence. And I've said that the more clarity we have about where we're going, where we are, how to get there, who am I, who are you, how do I fit into your world, what is my role, all those things, the more confidence we have about the doing. Now, I will take that one more, one, one more further, and yes, it's another C word, and that is commitment. I think a lot of times when I watch people they don't have commitment to themselves. And I see this a lot of times when I get this call and people call and say, hey, I'm interested in the two extra, I'm interested in coaching, leadership, whatever. And it gets to a point in the conversation, I can almost feel it when they're telling me about their issues and what they're trying to accomplish and they just pull back. It's like they realize, oh my God, I'm about ready to buy training or I'm about ready to engage in a coach or I'm about ready to change. Whoa, Nelly. As Keith Jackson used to say, and they stop, and I can I can just feel it. It's like, well, well, you know, it's got to be right financially, and I'm going to have to make sure the times work and all that. And I'm like, okay, you just made you made the turn. I call them out sometimes. I'll say, look, something just happened there, and I don't care whether you do this program or not. It's really up to you. I've got plenty of people. We're, we're, we fill every one of these things up. It's fine if you don't want to do it. You don't have to explain to me what I want to know is what happened inside you right then. You were excited, you were enthused, you were on a growth path. You said, look, I need this, I got to do it, I want my income to rise. And all of a sudden, you pivoted because you got scared. And most of the time, they'll deny that, but I know that's exactly what happened. So that's about deliberate. That's about, I didn't have the commitment. I had the clarity, I've got a problem, I need to do this, but I don't have the confidence to say, okay, I'm going to execute, and thus the commitment wanes. So clarity to confidence is a sure thing. Commitment, I think, uh, if we don't have a commitment, we got to look back to clarity. That's the, that's the homework assignment there for you. Number four, tiny tweaks versus major overhaul. I believe that tiny tweaks are the way to get to the next level in your business. Hopefully you listen to this podcast so that you hear things and you try things and some work, some don't, some never make it to the light of day. I, I know that. I know you're driving down the road listening or at the gym and you say, man, that, that's a great idea, Bill. That, that's a good exercise. And yet you never do anything with it. Just like I don't do anything with some of the podcasts I listen to, even when it would help me. So that's a, maybe another episode. I find that if you go into someone trying to get them to do a major overhaul on their process and their technique and everything, it's just too much. We just don't have that kind of bandwidth today. So I like tiny tweaks. And I tell people, my belief is if you can assemble a 100 tiny tweaks over the next year, your business will explode. It will explode. And tiny tweak could be something like how you start a meeting, how you end a meeting, what happens halfway through a meeting? I've got a, a very specific thing that happens halfway through a sales call or a meeting that I, th I have found is, is awesome. 
But if you don't do that, then you don't get the value out of it. And sometimes it's just that tiny tweak. Getting your closing rate from 12%, let's just say, to 40% is tiny tweaks. It's not a major overhaul. That's my belief about change is that you can transform yourself in tiny ways. Number five and the final one is I believe that it is up to us individually. We are accountable and responsible for transitioning from powerlessness to powerfulness, from disempowered to empowered. I think we can bring anything into this world that we want for ourselves and our family and those around us. If we vividly imagine what that thing is, we identify the things that are roadblocks for us. We identify the things that are propellants for us, and we build a plan to get there. When you have that, it's just the here to there model, which you've heard me talk about. When you have that, you are powerful, you might not be the CEO of your company. You might not be, you know, you might not be in a power position functionally, but you are powerful as a human being because you can say, this is where I am. This is what I want. I'm fully conscious and aware of what needs to happen and where my liabilities might be. And I'm willing to work on those or outsource those or whatever. You are in a powerful position. You are empowered. You know, we talk in the in the media a lot about uh, people need to be empowered. Well, okay, what does that mean? What the hell does that mean? How do I get from disempowered to empowered? I've not seen much of that. I don't see these media organizations and some of these not-for-profit organizations talking about exactly how you go from disempowered to empowered. How about a little conversation about that sometime? And that's the same thing, though, in sales and achievement is we need to feel empowered. When we do... Lots more gets put into our comfort zone to do rather than out of our comfort zone where we're always having to stretch. So if you believe in your heart that you can manifest something by going through those four or five steps, then you will be empowered. You will be powerful, not arrogant. You'll just be powerful because you'll be able to bring into manifestation something that you think about. So those are my five beliefs that kind of drive me in the business that I'm in. Now, I've got some other beliefs that uh, drive me in other areas of my life, but that's that's the coaching side and that's the business side. I'd like for you to do the same thing as a, as a real quick assignment. Even if you just uh, dictate in your phone, what do you believe about yourself, your role in your business? What do you believe about prospects and the kinds of mistakes they make? You can, you can come up with five to seven, and I think it will help you because you can then articulate these in your conversations with people or in videos or in any kind of branding or content that you do. If somebody says, well, tell me what your story is, you can say, well, I graduated from Mississippi State in 1990, and I went here and I went there. But the real, the real me has five beliefs. And it's five things that I think could influence whether you use me or not. And you may not. Once you hear these beliefs, you may not, this may not be a fit. But here's what I believe about you, me, and the role that we play in this whole game of business life. And lay them out. Now, they don't have to be 15 minutes each. That would be a little long. But 30 seconds. I mean, I went a little long in each one because I wanted to explain how I got there, why I got there. But these could be, you know, a couple of minutes. And I think it really also, forget about whether it's good for you in the market. I think it's good for you personally and internally and philosophically and from a mindset standpoint, because you now have legs on which to stand. 
if you are in professional selling today, you're a salesperson territory, B2B, and you're just not operating at the highest level. You feel like, you know, there's another level. I've got some more potential. I got more in the tank. It's just not, it's just not where I want to be right now, income wise and maybe scaling wise. Uh, I'd like to speak with you. I've got a program called the 2X Group. It's going to be closing sometime soon, probably the middle of September. But if you have some interest in at least a conversation, I'd be happy to chat a little bit, tell you about it. You tell me about what you're up against and what you're struggling with, and we'll see if it's a fit. It may or may not be, but that's the offer that I will make. You can go to the2xgroup.com. There's a video there and also a place you can uh, start the process. So I hope you enjoyed this, and we'll talk next time. If you want more Caskey, go to BillCaskey.com and you can get on his list or set up a time to speak live. And make sure you share this episode with your tribe, too. 